Welcome to Gain That Tune. Is going on, everybody? It's game that tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, fellas. Welcome back. Game that tune in the house for an energetic and lively episode 269. My goodness, 200 nice. Man, what a show we got coming for you guys tonight. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for our next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week, uh, actually, you know, last week not being a normal show, our current reigning Game That Tune Jeopardy champion Ooh. is uh, John Ken Jennings Regan. Yeah. And... Johnny, you know, congratulations on that. A well, a well played episode of Game That Tune Jeopardy. I think we'll have to bring that format back in the future for some uh, some specials. Um, but this is a special episode, I think, because uh, you know you won the last episode, which means you get to pick the theme for tonight's episode. Oh yeah, and uh, I like, I went with my favorite, favorite, favorite theme. Game That Tune. You know, I'm something of a gangster myself. Look at me, look at me, sure. Jay Gangster. Yeah. A man jerks your door open, says, out of the car, I'm taking your car. You say, okay, take it. Just don't hurt me. You know what I do? I pull out the Glock, put it on his Jeez. forehead, and spill his brains all over the concrete. What? Jay Gangster, what it's Listen. And all that that implies. I am <laughs> inevitable. Jay Gangster what it's I mean Chuck <laughs> What? Yep. It's a classic free play, fellas. <laughs> My goodness. Um sometimes you seize upon a moment, you just gotta make something out of it. Uh you know, John Regan, of course, is also in addition to being the Ken Jennings of the show, he's now the Jay Gangster one eight seven of the show. <laughs> Um, so he owns that Twitter now. Yep. Yep. We've we've traded handles, baby. I now tweet about web security, and he tweets about the Jaguars and wrestling. It's pretty great. Um, 
So, you know, we got a fantastic free play coming up. We got five great games. We got a great fan request, and we just got to jump right into it, gangsta. So, let's uh, start those tunes. With game one, baby. Game one.
it it's done for it's done for real now. <laughs> All right, so um Jesus. The improvements to archery, specifically draw speed, was inspired by Legolas from the Lord of the Rings franchise. We Sports Resort knew it. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, correct answers so I know you got them oh god come on Johnny uh, Johnny drew a dick and uh, David really close with Dark Souls 2 and John gets it with Dark Souls 3 this is uh, Dark Souls 3 and um, admittedly the music isn't you know the, the best you know, to, to show on the show, but I just... Sounds a lot like Dark Souls. Yeah, I, I really wanted to talk about this game, though. Word. Because I've, I've come to a revelation with this game. I've been playing it a lot, and I enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> I've made progress. Like, I've, I, figured it, I figured it out. Dark Souls 3, and maybe the other Dark Souls, I don't know, because I haven't played them too much. But it's like 
a Dungeons and Dragons adventure where everyone in the party is dead except you. So you have to fight all this stuff that would be way easier if you had like a wizard with you or like like maybe a tank or something or a healer. But a no, tank. they're fucking dead. What you know, like a like a paladin or a cleric or something. Oh, like, a, like a someone a who proverbial can take, tank. Yeah, yeah, not like a like a freaking. I was gonna say like, or, dude, I'm, I've been missing out on Dungeons and Dragons. You get tanks now? Yeah, dope. It, it really makes the dungeons easy because the tank just smashes through all the walls. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't even have to roll the dice for that. It just breaks the dungeon. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like. I don't know. There's so much. It's, it's fun, like exploring and going through. You know, once you 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 know you get stuck on an enemy, you know where that enemy is going to be all the time. So you know you can um, avoid them if you want to. Like one mm. thing I've learned is you don't have to fight every fucking thing. You can just run from a lot of shit and not even have to deal with it. I I walked into this room and there was like a shiny thing in the corner. I grabbed the shiny thing, and then this giant dog spider thing dropped off the ceiling, yep. and I was like, that thing looks horrible, and I just fucking noped out of there and ran out of the room, and I've never seen that thing again since, and it might drop something kind of cool, but fuck that thing. <laughs> hmm. And so, like, maybe you just hurt its feelings, like, it was looking for a head pet, because it's a dog spider, and then you just noped out of there, it's like, oh. And then just yeah. climbed back up onto the ceiling and cried. No, it did attack me. I oh okay, I, never mind. I, I lost half my health before I ran. So <laughs> okay, see that was a vital part of the story that I was missing. So right, wasn't the cute and cuddly thing David was yeah, imagining? No. Sorry, David. I don't know if you really get Dark Souls, but uh, turns out no, you can't pet the animals to avoid fighting them. No, 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 no. It's good I, idea. I know, all, I know all about Dark Souls. Like all of the creatures are super cuddly. Um, it's very bright and colorful. Mm -hmm. um, it's got like super peppy music, like yes. that's Dark Souls, right? Mm -hmm. And it can't be compared oh. to any other game. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Kirby. I'm sorry. Uh, oh man, Kirby's pretty dark. I hope the new Kirby is like a Dark Souls Kirby. Dude, me too. It looks so really cool. good. Cause like I don't know, I've I've been feeling like there's also a dash of like like old games in this, like games where you just turn on the game and you're playing it. It, you know, it's gonna fuck with you hard, but if you keep trying, you're gonna, you know, advance. Like, you know, really hard old NES games. You know, you just pattern put them in. Yeah. And right. There's a lot of patterns and stuff. Um, so what just, would you say is the most important attribute for a Dark Souls player, man? Is it hard work or stick to itiveness? Ooh. For me, it's been stick to itiveness. Because, like, my general approach is. I'll get into a new area and I'll poke around. Um, I'll get frightened by the enemies a, a lot. Um, I'll probably die a few times. Then I decide I'm going to try to run around a bunch of them and see if I can find the next bonfire. And uh, then I get the next bonfire. So now I'm in a new area. I have a new checkpoint. Um, so then I poke around again, see what's out there, what I, what I think I can kill what I, sh you know, probably shouldn't fuck with. And so typically you see, like, enemies that you're like, I don't think I want to fuck with that. Like, another example is, like, there's this one swamp area where there's this giant fucking crab. And, like, 
you can stay away from it pretty good but if you like kill like the baby crabs it like decides hey i'm gonna find you Fuck and yeah. so good. i haven't actually tried to fight that thing because it's just i just assume anything that's larger than my character is probably something i shouldn't fuck with unless it's a boss that's smart thinking so um are there enemies significantly larger than your character that are not bosses uh, yes yes that's like the spider dog like the spider dog was bigger um in this cathedral there's these two giants and i don't think you actually fight them but like uh if you get close to the edge of like the balcony they can like stand up they're big enough to fill the whole like thing so they smash their hands and you gotta like run past them so they don't like you know smash you but you can attack their hands and it hurts them but i don't think you necessarily have to um, sweet let's see i'm terrified of the idea of like these giant enemy monsters being just like the standard enemies in a game like you spend two hours to take down some massive golem and you get like 10 experience points yeah fuck. I love it. yeah that's why uh, you should just run around you know no, with regard to those baby crabs, can you like grab one and take it hostage instead of kill it? Can you like, you know, kind of subjugate the giant enemy crab with the one of its babies? Unfortunately, no. Uh, so. That seems like it'd be a good idea. That would be. Obligatory um, question. Can you strike the giant enemy crab's weak point for massive damage? I think if you hit it from behind, you can, yeah. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah, that's where most weak points are. But yeah, it's it's a it's it's crabby me. It's fun because it's just you know, there's like I feel like when I'm playing it, I can either play it in short bursts and feel like I've you know done a little bit you know at least scouting the area for future runs and stuff, or I can sink time into it and you know try to learn a boss and and, you know finally take it out and stuff you know. Mm Or you can keep playing your coward's way and just explore the world yeah. and you know not really engage with anything. That's what? also a fun, you know. I kind of <laughs> like that, that idea. That is kind of fun. Like Especially... fill out the map until you're ready and confident, and then it's like, all right, cool. I know everything to do. Now it's time to really get my ass kicked by this game. It does get your adrenaline pumping when you're running and you know there's a whole lot of shit behind you. I was running through this one area, and like I just got to this elevator, and so I dropped down. And so when the elevator landed, like three like bodies just fell. And so they take fall damage too. So that's great. So they nice. just die on impact. And I'm like, wow, I was, I was that close to them, you know, them killing me. <laughs> and, it's a good uh, way to win a fight. Make everybody yeah. accidentally kill themselves at the beginning. <laughs> I bravely ran away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, you know, it's way more RPG-ish than I thought it was going to, you know. It's it's an action RPG, but there is a lot like I also enjoy the way they deliver the lore. It's not like all like dumped on you. Like you have to like look at items or occasionally when you talk to people they'll say something and you know otherwise you just go fucking fight the undead and you know, do stuff. It's I know, it's a very video game ass video game that's Yeah, you're kinda of selling me on it, man. I've been like that's the thing I it, over time, I feel like I've been less and less intimidated by Dark Souls, but I feel like the series and like the whole concept of it just kind of got away from me. And I was like, eh, it'd be kind of silly to start at Dark Souls now, right? Like, well, wouldn't it? And 
No, I think you're convincing me. Time to time to hop in. Get in. Get get used to it, and then you can hop on Elden Ring when it comes out because that game is going to be sick. Mmm. And that's the new one from the Bankers of Dark Souls, or pretty much. It's basically okay. an open world Dark Souls. Word. So that okay. that's going to fucking rule. <laughs> is Dark Souls not open world already? Not really. No, it's more okay. like there's like a main hub, and then you go from areas, <laughs> and they're all kind of like chained together. So like you can like go anywhere if you're. Uh, strong, you know, if you're brave enough or, you know, get past some of the bosses and stuff, but it's not necessarily open world. Like, you have to fight stuff in an order. You know? Okay, I always assumed mm. it was an open world game. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 it is very Metroidvania, Castlevania, you know. Um, it's, it's neat. Way better than I expected. You know, I've been really, really digging it. It's been one of my go-tos lately. That and Animal Crossing, it's like Two opposite sides of the spectrum. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, gotta have a little uh, shot and chaser. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. But which is the shot and which is the chaser? That's the question. Know. Animal Crossing is the chaser. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You gotta go to a world where you feel completely in control and you're surrounded by adorable animals who, though, you still can't pet the animals in Animal Crossing, so. It's a, it's a lot like Dark Souls. It is. Yeah, but if you catch one of the crabs, a giant crab doesn't come attack you. God, that'd be fucking cool, though, oh, right? Man. Like, can you imagine catching a little, like, crab in Animal Crossing, and then a giant crab starts, like, stalking over your island? You gotta <laughs> take it out with your slingshot? That'd be the shit. Oh, man, please, Nintendo. But, hmm. Or, you know, alternatively, have crab villagers. You know? There's just <gasps> not enough mollusks. Yeah. Like, I want a crab to live in my village. Oh, that would be so cool. Imagine making octopi a, and shit. Imagine making a giant crab cake with all the crab villagers. Oh, that'd be fun. You don't you don't eat the villagers, John. Johnny's Johnny's got to put you know smushing the two together. I think he's thinking that Animal Crossing you actually are supposed to kill the villagers. That's not what happens in the game, John. You know, I was a little disappointed when they added food recipes that there wasn't like an octopus recipe and then i realized you know you could have octopi live in your village it's probably yeah. good you can't cook octopus because right what happens if you like give your octopus village a cooked octopus mm -hmm. there's no bacon either like there you isn't can't, you can't serve the pig That's characters true. bacon so you know most of what you most, most of what you cook at animal crossing is you know herbs and fish so yeah maybe it's yeah. Maybe until they remove the cooking feature, it's good that you can't feed characters to each other. <laughs> We've gotten way off Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, I thought we were still talking about Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, Jesse, anything else? No, it's better than I expected. I like it. I will take that recommendation. Game 2.
All right, guys. So the makers of this game were sued by Sega due to significant similarities between this game and another game published by Sega. guys who's feeling great i'm feeling very good good can't remember if we played this together back in the day but i feel confident we did Uh uh-oh johnny's got dick lips again sad sad to see it because jesse and david both have the correct answer it's the simpsons road rage Mm -hmm. aka simpsons crazy taxi no kidding man but you know what I like Crazy Taxi so much that I was willing to play this, man. This was, uh, people like to give this game shit because it's, uh, just Crazy Taxi. You know, I don't really even want to say ripoff. It's a, like, direct clone, uh, except in <laughs> Springfield instead of San Francisco or whatever. Um, I was going to say, it's less a ripoff and more of a palette swap. Yeah, really is. Uh, and man, they made it ugly. Like, uh, you know, Crazy Taxi had some charm to it, baby. You're, you know, flying through San Francisco. This one, you're flying through whatever people thought Springfield looked like in 3D. It's not great. <laughs> and the characters all look like shit. Um, but this game's fun, man. <laughs> David, did you ever play uh, play Road Rage back in the day? I definitely remember playing this with you. Um, yeah. Way back when. And I remember playing this with you because I remember playing it and we were in... It was one of the weird cars because you could unlock a bunch of different cars. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had to pick up Marge, and she wanted to go to the Shishi Lounge, the lesbian bar. And the two of us thought that was the funniest thing in the world. It is really funny. Really where funny. I think we actually had to like pause the game because we were laughing so hard. 
Yeah, because you know, seriously, it, you know, it raises a lot of questions. This game, uh, you know, why uh, why does Marge want to go to that lounge? It doesn't have a fire exit. Um, <laughs> what was her problem? Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, you know, speaking of all those wacky cars, there were uh, you know a lot of uh, wacky cars in this. David, I, I you know, I remember a lot of these. You know, I played this thoroughly. I don't remember why I played this so thoroughly. I, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, like I must have owned it because I'm like, yeah, I, I did it. I played with at least every one of these cars. And then I feel like I remember doing the weird uh, set the time differently because David, I know, I'm certain you don't remember this. There were special holiday themed cars in this game. Uh, this game oh, fancied really? itself a little bit of Animal Crossing. If you played it on Halloween or Christmas or New Year's or I want to say Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. You could fucking unlock like a pallet swap where, for some reason, like you know, Bart's uh, Bart was driving the fucking the rocket space shuttles uh, shaped uh, Pinewood Derby car. Um, and then, oh god, what was it called? Yeah, what was that called? The that honor roller. Was it the honor roller. Yes. Yeah. And then on Halloween, he's just driving that, but he looks like Frankenstein, and it says Happy Halloween on it. I'm like, why did they include that? When this game came out at the GameCube launch in November, like, were they really anticipating people still playing this a year and change later and picking up on these? Were they really anticipating people spending their holidays playing Road Rage? I, I, Maybe they were I don't just know, man. excited that, like, the GameCube had an internal clock and That's that it could it do things like that. That's that had exactly to be it. it. They just thought the internal <laughs> clock was neat. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, they just had to use it. Um, I mean, but yeah, some of it makes sense because, like, The Simpsons having a Halloween thing makes sense, yes. or a Christmas thing makes sense. But like mm -hmm. New Year's, right. why? And the the New Year's car is one of the weirdest ones because oh. it's Krusty's clown car uh, done up in New Year's decorations, and the decoration is just a drawing of Barney in the baby New Year outfit on the hood of the car. It's very very odd i i would have preferred it if on new year's um they just made a character look like tom cruise i'm sorry not tom I cruise believe uh, you mean john, john travolta, travolta. <laughs> wow yeah looks uh. like <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah Must and then on thanksgiving bring in the you got the every day i wish i was dead yeah and then on thanksgiving you got the happy thanksgiving canyon arrow with marge in it you know very uh yeah, and actually that you know, that one raises a an interesting question because Thanksgiving is not a set day every year. Like, they must have programmed some logic in there where it detects that it's the fourth Thursday in November and gives you Marge's fucking, you know, Turkey Canyon Arrow. Oh, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I've gotten fixated on these stupid seasonal cars. That's, you know, because looking at stuff from this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this game. It's Crazy Taxi. But wait a minute. Canyon Arrow with Thanksgiving colors. What the fuck? Like, why would they? Why? But Couldn't you also unlock Willie's tractor? Hell yeah, you can unlock okay. Willie's tractor. It's the the Homer mobile in it. Yes, it, there's a, there's a mission mode in the game, and if you complete all ten missions, you unlock uh, the car made for Homer. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, which is the fucking best car. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to remember the you know the ones that I use more often. I think I played a lot of Snake because he had little bandit. Uh, Professor Frank had the flying car, but unfortunately it wasn't like an all-terrain thing. You still had to like stay on roads or you would go slower, which was disappointing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, uh, fucking, I feel like I played as 
grandpa a lot because his car he was driving a little Shriner car <laughs> and you know his uh, I feel like I've got his like stupid phrases burned into my head because like you know everybody just says things when you pick them up or drop them off and like grandpas were all like nonsense and <laughs> like they were too long like you, you know this game you're racing around going real fast you pick up Ralph Wiggum he wants to go to the box factory you drop him off at the box factory and then like two seconds later you're picking up the next person so when you drop Ralph off at the box factory and he says thank you and then grandpa launches into like a 15 second recorded clip <laughs> that doesn't end even when you pick up the next character it's like god this is really fucking annoying it's uh but accurate. really funny that's hilarious it's, it's totally it's very grandpa um but yeah it's uh it's a fun crazy taxi ripoff uh it, you know it's got some charming stuff it was made at a time in the simpsons when like the show kind of was starting to suck but like, i still feel like it had references to like the good seasons of the show like you know bart having the honor roller you could unlock mr plow uh fucking yeah um i'm, I'm looking up the the character and vehicle list and you can get reverend lovejoy in the book burning mobile the book burning mobile <laughs> hell yeah that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, got any recommendations for my mobile here? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like the the levels in it, um, it, really, it was like six, you know, and I think that's also a reason I liked it better than, not better, but liked it in addition to Crazy Taxi, because I played both. Um, but it had like six courses as opposed to less than that. I can't remember if the GameCube version of Crazy Taxi only had the one, but uh yeah, you had like, you know, the regular neighborhood and then like the entertainment uh, district. There was power plant theme level. There was a level at the dam where you could like launch the car off the dam for a huge jump, which was really fun. And for some reason at the bottom of the dam was Rancho Relaxo. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, I feel like at some point in this game, like I played this so much, I figured out like an infinite loop on that one where it's like, yeah, I can just keep on playing this. And I, I feel like I, I unlocked all the cars by like doing this fucking like manipulation on the damn level like you know i need to uh, i wish i was recording myself back then i, I would have been very popular in the simpsons road rage uh, twitch community man. you know for the number one for sure you know showing exploits in the fucking game uh, yeah it was uh i don't know i don't know what to make of this game uh, fucking mess but you know kind of fun uh johnny do you want to play the intro clip that explains the story oh sure yeah let's hear this awesome intro Bart's playing video games. Dad. Quit playing those stupid video games, boy. I want to watch TV. In walks Marge saying her catchphrase. We're live mm -hmm. in front of City Hall as joyless plutocrat Montgomery Burns is about to unveil his new line of <laughs> nuclear-powered buses. Behold the Burns Atomic Megabus. Faster, cheaper, and completely safe. Please kill me. <laughs> That poor man. I hope someone does kill him. Those radioactive buses are a threat to the public health. Threat to public health, eh? That gives me an idea. <laughs> what do you think? Just get to the game already. <laughs> Yep. So there you have it. There's a setup. I mean, that sells me. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They had some some decent little Simpsons writing in there, man. 
uh, yeah, I had to look the video back up, and yeah, Hans Moleman's just standing near the bus, just like soaking up radiation. Uh, so that's like the conceit of the game. Um, and it had the fun obstacle thing where if, uh, as you're playing, you know, the, the buses will ram you and slow you down. And also, if you're doing like too good, Mr. Burns and Smithers will start showing up and ramming oh, no. into your car, which is really funny. Uh, but when you get good enough, like I was, it's like, yeah, you just hear fucking Mr. Burns go, get him, Smithers. And then you never see him. It's like, yeah, that's right, bitch. I outran Mr. Burns. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, man, what a game of its time. Uh, uh, shameless, shameless ripoff. Yeah, I feel like maybe getting sued convinced this developer to stop doing this. But then I was going to say they, they also came out like maybe that's why simpsons hit and run ended up not being quite so brazen of a grand theft auto ripoff like maybe they had put their own spin on it a little bit um well their spin on it was the simpsons right and also but like there were like levels to it it wasn't just one big open world that was what was uh that oh, was, yeah, you know, i kind of wish it had just been one big open springfield that was always my big disappointment playing hit and run uh and, you know people are always like oh hit, you know hit and run fantastic game i'm like guys i I hate to say it, I think I prefer Road Rage. That's, you know, it's the hottest Simpsons take of 2002, baby. Hot take. But yeah, it's uh, it's fun, man. If you like Crazy Taxi and Shameless Ripoffs, it's it's a good one. It's real how good. Many, how many Offspring songs are in it? Not enough, oh. quite frankly. That's the bad that religion. One problem. Yeah, see, there's, there oh. is the big negative point. Uh, soundtrack how many wise. Michael Jackson songs are there? Um, you know, zero, just the right amount. <laughs> Good. Um, Sold. But yeah, you know, got it. Yeah. And that would have been pretty great if they had gotten some real big celebrity cameos lined up for this and you could pick up like Michael Jackson as the big crazy mental patient guy. I would love uh, if was... they put a John J. Smith song into it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was just about to say, I apologize. Um, I didn't mean Michael Jackson. I meant Leon Kampowski. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. I love just, you know, flying around Springfield to Lisa, it's your birthday. That's just, uh, I could listen to it for hours on end. But um, no, yeah, the music's fine. It's, uh, you know, just uh, the usual um, kind of whoever made this. You know, it, like, I, I like the tunes. It's, you know, it's kind of good, like variations on like the Simpsons sound, um, but in more like of a, an action video game setting. It, it's fun. Um, the guy that I guess composed the opening and stuff uh, is like, He's not obviously Danny Elfman, the guy that composed the opening for The Simpsons, but he's the guy that the uh, like Mac Raining was working with at the time. He's the guy that did like the Futurama opening uh, oh, and nice. stuff like that. Um, but then the composer was just a, another video game music composer. But I was reading up on him like, huh, do I know this guy? No, I don't know this guy, but he composed the Futurama theme song. Good on him. Very cool. Um, but yeah, uh, fun game. Uh, I would love to see more new Simpsons games. I feel like... Uh, Simpsons kind of stopped making things. Besides the Simpsons, they just keep making that. But uh, you know, they should. It's been long enough. It's been twenty years since they did something this stupid. They should try to just rip off something else now. Like, how about a Simpsons Dark Souls? Dark Simpsons. Oh my god. Ooh, yeah. Simpsons or, Animal uh, Crossing. Oh yes. I mean, Simpsons Animal Crossing, Johnny. Quite frankly, makes too much sense. Uh, you know, you move to an island and unlock characters from The Simpsons to come live on your island. Yeah, sounds great. Simpsons uh, dating sim. Also good. You know, uh, Dream Simpsons Simulator be pretty good. <laughs> yes. Um, Homer yeah. is pregnant. Oh no. Yeah. Just or like Simpsons Fortnite, 
Why not? Yeah. You know, just Are the Simpsons just in Fortnite? They will be soon. Like yeah, if they're yeah. not now, then soon. Like, everything's just, in Fortnite. They just added works. Naruto characters, so... Awesome. It was one of those things where, like, I couldn't remember if they had already done it or if they were still building to it. Yeah. That's such a good idea that it doesn't make any sense that it hasn't been done. Which uh, actually means it's a terrible fucking idea. I, I don't understand the character crossover aspect of Fortnite, and I don't want to. Uh, you kids can have your Rick and Morty's and your Thanos dancing and shit. I, you know, I just want the Simpsons ripping off popular games. That's uh, that's my speed. But um, anyway, yeah, fun game. Uh, can't wait to add that soundtrack to the radio and have all of it saved on the fart playlist because it's a farty, horny soundtrack. And uh, yeah, yeah, farty and horny. Good combo. Uh, let's uh, let's keep name. it going, Johnny. Is it though? <laughs> Dang it. Ah, you got all caught up in the farty and horny talk.
All right, guys, this is our fan request of the evening, and uh, this is the first game in the series in which all party members are able to use magical firearms. get to a song and then get to the end of it and have the sudden sinking worry that like god i hope they don't do anything like say the title at the end of the song <laughs> yeah classic uh, you definitely Ooh. listen to these songs before choosing them for the show dilemma <laughs> yeah all right let's uh, see some answers all right everyone wrote wild arms three and everybody is correct <laughs> and this is our fan request from taylor y who is, uh, I forget the names of the tiers, but he's one of the top tier patrons. Absurd. Absurd fan. Uh, Taylor, thank you, Taylor, for the request. Um, yeah, so this is Wild Arms 3. Uh, I, I chose Taylor because today is uh, National Cowboy Shit Day. Um, and my understanding is that this game involves a lot of cowboy action. At least that's what you guys told me to say before we started taping. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that you're just like right. making ass whoa, of myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're pulling the curtain back, Johnny. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't script this. What are you talking about? Now, yeah. I have a question um, because we didn't discuss this before the show. Is it National Cowboy Day or specifically Cowboy Shit Day? Cowboy, Cowboy Shit, Shit Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the where best you do holiday. a bunch of cowboy shit, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just do cowboy shit. Drinking whiskey. You know, Listen to Wild Arms 3. Being a good guy and friends, you know. Yeah, hug your barbecue. friends, drink your beer, drink your beer, drink your whiskey. Hold your title yeah. belt. Mm -hmm. Say, being a good guy, unless you have a black hat, then you're the bad guy. Mm. God. You know, now that we're talking about it, I feel like wrestling really needs more than one cowboy character. Like, uh, you know, Hangman Page is a very good, you know, ambassador for the you know sport of professional wrestling but there does need to be an evil cowboy counterpart in the uh in the fucking promotion with him that would be that'd be pretty good it, 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 it's easy to book you know guess what whoa, whoa, he fights whoa. the he fights the evil cowboy again there might be an evil cowboy i'm trying to think whoa oh. guys seriously we cannot sideline this into a discussion about wrestling Laredo Kid. wild arms three let him talk about wild arms three yeah, Johnny. Which of the characters in Wild Arms 3 is the Laredo Kid of Wild Arms 3? Um, I'm probably going to go with uh, Kive Winslet, the 30-year-old cool-headed bounty hunter. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, with a soft yeah. spot for his family. Yeah, this adds up. Yeah. Yep. Totally checks out. You got yeah. it. That's, I did not look out. Johnny. You know this game. game. Nailed it. 
Johnny's a wild arms expert, yeah. this guy. He knows know. exactly what game this is and listen to the songs before putting them on the show. Oh, yeah, I've Perfect. played all the wild arms. Um, they're very wild games. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a wild, I had a wildly good time playing these games. I got to say, I am surprised that... So the first game is Wild Arms. The second game, Wild Arms 2. Third game, Wild Arms 3. I am surprised that they did not call the second game Wild Wild Arms. Because <laughs> you know, it's, it's a Western thing. And so then you can just keep on adding more wilds. Uh, I was really I think, hoping that Johnny was going to say, it's like, oh yeah, I've played all the Wild Arms games. They're really wild. They've got arms. Got a lot of arms <laughs> in them. You know, real army. Um... But yeah, Wild 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 Arms is uh, my favorite one of the series. You know, Jesse, this is uh, really one of your, you know, one of your. I don't want to say this one's your game because I don't think it is, but uh, you know, it's kind of one of your series. You, you're a you're a fan of these uh, this cowboy shit RPG. Yeah, I've, this is one I I've been meaning to play more of, um, but I've heard all you know good things from people who played it. It's you know the Wild Arms games are very like. Um, western inspired but with like steampunk and magic too um so it's 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 like um you know something you don't see in a typical rpg genre either it's just you know all dragons and shit or you know this one has cowboy shit you know Um, yeah cool like magic pistols and just you know six shooters and and there's like train robberies with goblins and stuff like come on Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. There should be more uh, Western themed games in general, but um, especially RPGs. Cause it's like you got this in Red Dead Redemption, right? And I feel like that's. I, was gonna I, mean, say, I feel like Red Dead pretty well scratched that itch for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But they, you know, I feel like Red Dead and Wild Arms should have made a crossover, man. Oh man. You know, oh man. Wild, wild Red Arms. No. Exactly. Wild, wild Red Arms Dead Redemption. Arms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, just the like down to earth and somber, you know, cowboy game meets the anime one with magic mecha. I think that's a good combo. Like what's, what's the problem? Well, I mean, if Red Dead Redemption scratched the cowboy RPG itch, we should just get more cowboy games in other genres, a Western animal crossing, for instance. That's true. Yeah. What about, you know, an animal crossing where you go to a little deserted town and you have gunfights at the corral, and you know you become the sheriff, and settle an island, and uh, eventually there's magic mecha. I assume uh, that's what the gyroids are. Yes. Oh, that's right. You dig. You dig up the the fucking wild arms. That's what you do. You dug that's, up you know. the yeehawoid. Yeah. <laughs> dug up the mountain shoutoid. <laughs> The moonshineoid. I would, I would love oh, so yeah. much if there was a gyroid that just constantly went, yeah! <laughs> Waved a hat. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Uh, I, yep. I, I would love a Western Shadow of the Colossus where you defeat these colossi and ride them just like that with your hat and you, you know, behind you. Oh mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Sounding good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think Western the, the theme Souls. of the show is just going to be how many things can we apply to other things? Like, just, yeah, a Western Dark Souls. Quite frankly, long overdue. Western uh, Tetris, it's time. Westress. Westress. I guess technically Actually, it's like Hattress, isn't it? Yes, exactly. There's oh. cowboy hats in that. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's been done. I was gonna say, I think Western Dark Souls would just be like a realistic Western game because you get shot once, you're fucked with medicine in the 1800s. <laughs> right. True that. We gotta cut it off. 
I suppose you know Fallout New Vegas is almost that. You know, it's a it's in you know a radiated you know future post apocalyptic, but like it's got some cowboy shit. You're out in the desert and at the mercy of giant hor- horrifying monsters. You know, if you're out in that desert and a rad scorpion chases after your ass and you don't have the stuff to heal, you're totally fucked. So yeah. Yeah, you know, they might already make that game. Man, I was might, about to yeah. say Western Guitar Hero, but like that's just a country music themed Guitar Hero, isn't it? I mean, Probably. yeah, I'd play that, <laughs> especially if it came with like you know a more laid back like acoustic guitar instead of the fucking you know no nothing hardcore about it. Just way you know, like, down nice... on the chat. <laughs> yeah, just all Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash songs. Mm. Yeah, just would it quietly. Be... Would it be Guitar Hero or could we get Harmonica Hero? Ooh. Ooh. Now that David brings up, I mean, you're the you're the harmonica, you know, fancier in this group. How on earth would you play a harmonica game? I, you know like, what? Would, would the blowing if... activate the buttons, or would you have to press it as you just? Would it just be a Wii music thing where you move it back and forth across your mouth? My, my real concern is you putting your mouth all over this controller, and then it's somebody else's turn, and you got to pass it off to them. <laughs> your turn. Yeah, that that won't fly anymore. See, <laughs> you guys are far more practical. Because my concern was Harmonica Hero could only have like four songs. Like, there's not a ton of famous harmonica ditties. Well, that's the thing. It would make them famous. It'd be a, a fucking hit maker, David. And you know. Yeah, I mean, for one thing, you could definitely really fill out the track list with a lot of um like public domain songs i'm sure and that, yes. that works out great because there's no royalties or anything you just do it you know happy birthday and, on I mean, harmonica god can you imagine also like just you know having that thing you know like uh like bob dylan or like tom petty would wear where you, you know they're playing a guitar and they got the harmonica you know thing on their their neck so they can play the harmonica with their hands free like you know that would be a fucking great peripheral for you know harmonica hero they could just add a harmonica to Guitar Hero, is what I'm saying. Um, or washboard. That, mm, washboard oh, hero. Jug. Jug blowing. Jug mm-hmm. hero. Yeah, Jug hero sounds pretty good, too. Wait, no. Jug hero <laughs> sounds, sounds like, like a, a very different game. game. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, yeah. yeah, either All way. All sounds good. Would, would Jug hero just be the Dead or Alive <laughs> series? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Gotta blow it. Yeah, Jesus. Um... But yeah, so you know, yeah, more magic cowboy shit in other games, please. Like, uh, they, you know, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. We need to we need to keep this series going. Jesse, is Wild Arms still a series? Uh, I think the last one was on the Vita, so no. Okay, so yeah, no, it's not. Uh, that's a damn shame. They should uh, they should bring it back, man. Yeah. P- PS5 owners, they're clamoring for it. They want that Wild Arms Seven or whatever. Come on, yeah. It could be oh, it could be the Magnificent Seven. It could be like a fucking oh, just like a, yes. a return to form, the the Wild Seven. <coughs> God, yeah, that'd heard, be fucking. I heard hmm. some people talking about a Legend of Dragoon remake, and I was like, fuck that, Wild Arms. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't give a fuck about that Dragoon. Is there cowboy shit in there? Mm-mm. Fuck no, no, not All a right. fan. And you know, games, more games with cowboy shit, plain and simple. Yeehaw. Sorry. Could it be your keyboard, Johnny? I think so. Game Mm. four.
All right. Um, so the author of this game describes it. Um, well, this is the description of the game, but he mentions that this is attempting to be the most accessible NES game of all time uh, with accessibility features like you can disable camera shake and turn on a high contrast vision, um, remove timers, things like that. Yes, sir. All right. Everyone's writing. Everyone's writing. Probably drawn big old beanie dicks. Doesn't need that many veins. Please, Johnny, you give us too much credit. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So John <laughs> drew a dick that with a sad face. Jesse drew a dick that's peeing or coming. I'm not sure. And David wrote Super Mario Galaxy NES now with accessibility. These are all wrong. <laughs> This is Witch in Wiz, which just came out for the <laughs> NES this past Friday. A brand new NES what? game. God damn it. Brand new NES puzzle game uh, where you are a little witch girl trying to save her friend uh, who got sucked into like an evil magical scenario. Uh, like you went to the woods and he touched an orb and now he's trapped by an evil uh, witch. And you've been training for five years and now you're going in to go and get him. And it's a um, it's a it's a puzzle game where you are uh, it's kind of like Boulder Dash, I guess. Like you're you're you can move up and down, left and right, and you're trying to kill enemies on the screen. And you have to figure out how to you know move blocks around to get to them. Um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. It has something like uh, let me look up. I think it was like 40 levels, or it's like 100 levels. Uh, crap! I, oh, over 100 levels of puzzles. So over 100 different puzzles. And say, there's a significant difference between 40 and 100. Yes. Huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it keeps things interesting by every, uh, like, five or ten levels or so, you get uh, some kind of new uh, skill that you then use on puzzles. So, like, you'll get the, like, in the initial levels, you can't move blocks. Then you get, like, a glove that lets you push blocks around. Um, I think you get a thing where you can pull blocks instead of just pushing them, so on and so forth. Um... So it keeps it fresh and interesting by adding, you know, as you play along, these new puzzles require these new skills that you get. Um, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty gosh darn cute looking game. Uh, 
it, it's it's got some sort of bubble bubble vibes in terms of cuteness um, and it has a, a neat feature which is it has a timer on each level so you can try to time how quickly you get through it uh, you can hit B to go back a move um, as uh, uh, as many moves as you need or you can also just hit select to like restart a level um, so you can if you fuck up you can hit B a few times go back a few spots uh, it does not rewind your timer your timer still goes so you know oh, interesting. Yeah. And, you um, said this was a new NES game? Yes. Because I'm looking at screenshots of it now, and it looks like it is more advanced than an NES can handle. It's, yeah. Like, just graphically, it looks... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It, it reminds me of Shovel Knight, where it looks like an NES game, but it's actually way more advanced than an NES can handle. Yeah. No, it, it like some of the screenshots, like uh, like there's a screenshot of the opening level where you're outside of a cabin, um, looks gorgeous, and yeah, it looks like how people remember NES games. But no, this actually can run on a real NES. Uh, right. They're producing huh. cartridges. You can flash when you buy the game. You're actually buying an NES ROM that you then play in an emulator. Um, you, you have to flash. You have to blow on it. Um, no, if you blow, I mean, you could you could blow on your computer if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> But, but like, so, I mean, but like David was saying, this is actually playable in an NES. Like, if they if they produced a cartridge, it would be, I could just pop it into my NES. They, like, they, I wouldn't need a mod or some shit. Yeah, they are producing a cartridge, and uh, you will be able to just pop it in your NES, and it's, it's the exact same huh. game that you can buy right now. Like, exact same ROM. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe, David, maybe we're forgetting that, like, by the time, you know, the NES wrapped up, like, you know, 93, 94... You know, games were kind of—they're figuring out ways to make it look real the nice. Ducktales too. Yeah, Dark right. Dark. Kirby's Adventure. Yeah, those Kirby yeah. games. That's true. Uh, gimmick. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's oh, the one yeah. I was thinking of. I was, I was like, you know, gimmick looks great, but like, it used a special chipset, right? That was for sound. Right. Oh, okay. See, I, I couldn't remember if it was like it used something advanced or like you know required a late revision of the NES that very few people had or some shit. But yeah, no, this uh, looks cool, Johnny. What the fuck, man? How do you hear about these things? Like, you know, what, what, what? Reddit, <sighs> I assume. I, you know, yeah, I, I guess think, so. I think this came up on my Twitter feed, to be honest. I'm, st I'm still not sure how I found out about well, it. Well, if it but... came up there, I should know about it. Yeah. I took your Twitter feed. <laughs> what the fuck? News to me. It's, it's been Shut in up. development for some time. Um, the author has put out... Uh, he had what he put out, a competition cartridge version of it that was uh, like way less levels, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but the full final game just came out uh, Friday. Wow. Cost 10 now bucks. We... You just go buy it, download a ROM. Um, the Buying the physical copy is like 70. I'm not going to do that. But uh, I did. I actually did buy this game because it included the soundtrack. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> well played. And so now I think you'd have, you have to play the game. Yeah, you have to yeah. stream it. Yeah. You, uh, you've dug yourself into this hole, Johnny. Yeah. You got to... You gotta hoist yourself out with some witch and whiz streams. You know, I, a, a note to the developers: change the name of the game. That's a working title if I ever heard one. Like <laughs> Google doesn't even want me to search for that. It's like, oh, you mean a, you mean witch and wizard game? I'm like, no, I mean witch, the letter N, whiz. You know, we'll see if anything comes up for that. See, when yeah. I search for witch and whiz, I got it corrected to 
witch in Wiz, and it gave me who played the Wicked Witch yes. of the West in the Wiz. Me too. That's really funny. Because, yeah, Man. see, I always include game or NES to really make sure Google knows what I'm talking about to avoid getting, you know, Diana Ross's Wikipedia page when I search for witch and Wiz. Yeah. But, yeah. So, wait, David, who did play the witch in the Wiz? Um, sorry, I clicked away from it. Give me one second. Um, he was played... What the hell? How come it gives me her residence, but not the actress who played it? I really want you to find him. Okay, seriously. <laughs> Title, gender, species, origin, residence, occupation, first appearance. Species? Are you I assume human. I was like, are Wait, you not going to give well, me the actress? Species is witch, John. Yeah, this oh, is which side are you using? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mabel suddenly... Ah, okay, there we go. Suddenly very worried about what search engine David uses. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Um, this is from the official Oz Wiki. Oh, good, yes. Yeah. Um, so then this game is not a whiz tie-in. It's just a it's a little whiz witch solving uh, puzzles then, John. It's yep. not anything to do with the black version of Wizard of Oz from the 70s? Very little P, Jesse. It's... um. Not not enough to be quite honest. <clears throat> That's disappointing. Yeah. Because with a title like that, you're gonna yeah. you know you're gonna get some people looking for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that took me way longer than it should have. That's why you gotta you gotta change this working title. Witch and Wiz should not have been the final title for this. They should call it Witch and Piss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> should have called it the Piss Wizard. The piss Wizard. Piss and Wiz. From uh. Yeah. Uh, like a dragon, the Yakuza. Mm -hmm. Should have been a Piss Wizard tie-in. That's what it should have been. Yeah. Piss Wizard solving <laughs> puzzles. Oh my uh, god, please. The NES Piss Wizard prequel. <laughs> Episode anyway, title. Yeah, Johnny, uh, fascinating pick, man. Um, I assume now that you've bought it, you can just send me the ROM for it. I'm not I'm not paying for this, <laughs> but you know, I'm intrigued to pirate this game and... You know, consider playing it sometime. The author has actually set up so you can uh, play the game legally in your browser for free. Good. Yeah. I'm not paying 10. Yeah. Not for a game with this title, but I dig it, man. It's, uh, you know, funky, uh, funky little NES sound alike tunes. And, uh, yeah. How are we feeling about these, uh, these limited run games? These, the, you know, like I know you're not buying it, Johnny, but like, is there any game that you would buy on an NES cartridge? Uh, you know, like, is do you have a collector's side, Johnny? No, I I hate collectors. Honestly, I, I, I okay, good, yeah. They ruin everything for everybody else. Like that, you know, mm -hmm. things get valuable just because it's um scarce. And yep, I mean, I get it. That's technically how supply and demand works. <laughs> but yeah, fuck them. But like, it gets scarce just because people buy it, just because they want to have it, because it's scarce. Like, it's a it's a, a, a never-ending cycle, right? Yeah, I hate mm -hmm. that. yeah. like break yeah. the cycle. Let pe let people just want to just buy the thing. Don't hoard it. You know, if you're not gonna play it, go sell it to some kid who would enjoy it. Yeah, that's what I did. I Same had thing goes for like the video game music vinyl community. Yeah, like stop buying up all those limited run records. You don't even like that soundtrack, man. Come on. Like I realized I that I played a lot of my NES games in a long time. I just sold them to whoever you know. Like, there's part of me that thinks I'm holding on to him for my son, but given how he plays games, I don't think he wants to play those fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't foresee that happening. Like, son, this is Mega Man 3. Like, nah, he, he, he's not going to care. 
So we'll see. But I'm glad to know that, Johnny. Glad you're not uh, even a supporter of collecting. Nah. Good. I also am not. So yeah, fun game. Um, I'll send out the link to play for free in your browser. And uh, yeah. Uh, game five. The place that keyboard. Placeholder names for characters in this game include Beast, Chinese Girl, Spanish Ninja, and Vodka Gorbovsky.
right, who's got their answers ready? David, this is wild. Um, all right, everyone says Street Fighter 2. Johnny? Uh, this is the original arcade version of Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recognize that sound font, baby. That's a good sound. Yeah. Um, it was really tricky for me to... Because I wanted to just play and talk about Street Fighter 2. And it was really hard to find music that wasn't a dead giveaway. And then I remembered every character has their own unique ending. Mm-hmm. And there are songs that go with that ending. Right. Surprised you didn't go with the wedding march for, you know, Ken's ending or something. Uh, yeah. You know, I was so damn close. Yep. Uh, yeah, I uh, I also got to say, I'm surprised that you wouldn't just go ahead and make this a softball round. I mean, we all got it anyway, but like, you, know, you, you maybe should have just cranked up the classics. But, you know, uh, it, it was a good effort at trying to make a competitive round about Street Fighter 2. Uh, it's crazy that it's taken us this long to feature this on the show, but it's one of those things like if, if Johnny had picked this in episode one, you know, I would have been like, eh, not as egregious as picking Super Mario Brothers, but I'll, I'll take it. That's, uh, that's a good, <laughs> good, solid starter. Um, <coughs> God, this editing's going to be so much fun. Well, that's one of the things is we've talked about Street Fighter 2, but we've talked about Ultra Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2, the new challengers. and mm. But like we've never talked about the original. That's crazy. I'm, so yeah. like the game has come up, but not this particular version because I would I would put it out there Street Fighter 2 is maybe the most important video game sequel of all time mm. because yeah, I'm not hitting hot it, take on that <laughs> it pretty much created the fighting game genre yep yeah that's because yeah because I mean well covered it. have you tried I, I don't understand how Street Fighter 2 happened after you play Street Fighter 1. Street Fighter 1 is just straight hot garbage. It, it's pure trash. It's... And I'm like, how do they... Did they make money from this? How did Street... Like, I feel like that they would... Like, I would have taken a look at Street Fighter 1 and be like, you want to make this again? Get out of here. Like, that's not happening. Well, what and, I think is... Is that a hot take? <laughs> no. no, it's not, Johnny. Street Fighter yeah. 1 sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Nothing to react to. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what should have happened. There's, there should not have been a sequel. What I think is interesting, um, because my wife actually bought me a book on the history of Street Fighter, which is a really interesting story. Apparently, like, combos were a bug. Because um, the original Street Fighter, like, if you perform a special move, it takes off, like, a third of the enemy health. So, like, the whole point of the game was to get close and to, like, master those special techniques. And then when they were developing Street Fighter 2, they realized there was some kind of bug with, like, hit stun, where you could hit someone, they'd still be stunned, and then you could hit them again with a different attack. They're like, well, wait a minute. Let's keep that instead. And that's yeah. pretty much, like, how combos got invented. Right. And it, it just went from there. It's really funny that, like, you know, these things that we just take for granted as these mechanics that were always part of these games... It's like, yeah, actually, you know, we almost programmed that out. Like the thing that everybody loves doing, the whole, you know, get good and, you know, learn combos. Yeah, we almost, almost deleted that. It was about to be just a one, you know, one button God. punch if and then, you know, reset, you know, another button, different punch. Like, man, 
Can you I imagine if they good, just good fighting game player if they did that? Yeah, I mean, but then somebody would have come up with it. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, you know, did like Mortal Kombat really have combos? No, like I feel like uh, you know, Street they Fighter's combos a little different. You know, Mortal Kombat really felt more like the kind of like like you like I'm saying the like Street Fighter with no combos. It's really just like one move. You know. Uh, every character has the same basics. Every character has the same basic like, moves. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. <clears throat> with, no. with special moves added in. Yeah. I would say Mortal right. Kombat's a little bit different. I'm not sure we're disagreeing here. I'm just saying okay. it's, it, it plays differently than Street Fighter. Right? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and not just because of things like block buttons and fatalities. I'm saying like you know the, the fighting has always felt different in a series like Mortal yeah, Kombat. Totally. And of course now they've you know zazzed it up with more combos and stuff. But I feel like back in the early days, uh, at least in the first one, definitely not a combo heavy game. It was like uh, you know it's yeah. a pressure heavy game. You know you could do that foot sweep as many times as you wanted until you learned a low block. But it wasn't really like a combo kind of game. You know, get over here, uppercut. Get over here, uppercut. Get over here, uppercut. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good combo. Yep, we'll uh, down forward B, throw the freeze, yeah, go over freeze, there, uppercut them, do it again. Uppercut. Yeah. Those are good good game, classic game, that Mortal Kombat. But, you know, that's not what we're talking about. You know, not as even a sequel. As I say, as opposed to jumping heavy punch, light kick, light kick, medium kick, Hadouken. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it was a lot for little kid me to soak up, and uh, you know, I did not. But man, did I love playing it and trying. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I have very, very vivid memories of just getting my ass kicked at you know the arcade, putt putt golf, getting you know <laughs> the shit, get my shit wrecked by kids that knew how the game worked. Yeah, that was fun. You encounter a teenager at the arcade back in like '91, you're in deep shit. It was uh, <laughs> bad news. Yeah, you're playing through like, it. You're, you know, you're like getting to you know the second stage of the one-player thing, and then you know, fucking some kid that drove himself there walks up and puts a quarter on the cabinet. It's like, no, no, not like this, not right now, please. I think that was one of the advantages when this got ported to home consoles was you yes. could actually have practice time, whereas you had to be like the only person in the arcade to get any kind of practice. Otherwise, yeah. somebody else would come in and just body you. Right, and the arcade version was hard as fuck because, you know, it was programmed to be hard to eat that quarter. By the time you got to, like, the third stage, suddenly, you know, all Ryu wants to do is spam fireballs. It, you know, the, the fucking, you know, the Ryu in this game uh, just, oh, God. And uh, didn't do himself any favors in terms of making me like him. Um, yeah, they, they actually made the computer characters able to do things that humans could not. Right. Like... Um, I'm trying to find human players that became dizzy are immobile, but the CPU can recover in one fifth or one eighth of a second. Um, and there's Fuck something crazy that. about blocking. Like if you block high, you can still get hit with a low attack, but the CPU is able to block and then immediately counterattack like frame one. Ugh. Hate it. <coughs> I mean, I love it, but I hate it. Yeah. But yeah, God, it was uh, it was it was a process, man. He had to he had to learn that shit, trial by fire. He had to get there, and yeah, seriously, I feel like Ryu was throwing fireballs faster than like a human could possibly do those inputs. You know, like you're sitting there hammering on that joystick, and it's like I can't do it like he can. And then if you ever jump over enough of him to get close, he always hits you with a perfect dragon punch. It was you know it was so fucked. So, um, 
but yeah, it's uh, you know, David, I, 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 I give it a hot take. Yeah, this game is pretty goddamn classic. Um, hot take. See, that's how you do it, man. We are dropping all the hot takes tonight. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 is good. Takes. Street Fighter 1 sucks. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter are different. Yep. Man. Yeah. It's a hot take laden segment, baby. Yeah. Um, now, the real question is how can you make Street Fighter more like Dark Souls? What's what's next for the Street Fighter series in terms of making itself more like Dark Souls? You know, my immediate reaction would be to like make all of the hits accurate. Um, so you take like when Akuma punches you in the chest, like you get knocked out for an hour. Yeah. But I feel like that's the easy answer. I kind of want to go in the direction of every player character is a normal human. And like every computer player is a giant Goliath monster. Mm. I, I would like, like the arcade version. I like a I version think... of uh, it's just Dark Souls, but you play as T Hawk. I I would like that. Of all the characters, <laughs> I uh, think wh why giant? I don't know. I just try to pick like the weirdest one I could think of off the top of my head for Dark you Souls. You did. You absolutely chose him. I mean, it's you know, in terms of characters that people want to play as in the Street Fighter series. T-Hawk is, I think, towards the bottom of everybody's <laughs> list. Like, I don't, I don't mean to drop another hot take, but like, you know, seriously, T-Hawk? Uh, yeah, man. Okay, who, uh, you know, let's, uh, it's too easy to ask everybody who their favorite Street Fighter character is, so who's your least favorite Street Fighter character? I'll start with me, T-Hawk. Johnny? <laughs> um, probably... I, I never really liked Saget that much. Is it Sagat? Sagat? I don't know. That's what go. I mean. Like, I, I never cared for him. Right. Why not? Too uh, tall? I never figured out his special moves, and yeah, too tall. So he was... You know, he's just Ryu, John. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Aww. Like, same things, except he can do a high and a low fireball, and then a, a Sagat punch instead of a dragon punch. That Sagat, the, the motion of the Sagat Tiger uppercut never made any sense. Like, that man's just so tall, and to, like, fly through the air like Daryl Strawberry, like he does, <laughs> just makes no sense. Ugh. Um, Jesse, least favorite Street Fighter character? Uh, the whole series? Okay, yeah, cool. He's, uh... No, I said the wow. whole series? I think he means... I think he means Street Fighter like, 2. two specifically. Okay. But we can open it up. Well, because T-Hawk isn't in Street Fighter 2. Oh, he's in Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah. I think that counts. Uh, for the Street Fighter 2 series. So is it just... Right. Okay, from just from Street Fighter 2... Oh, man. Yeah, this is tricky, because... Uh, maybe I'm Bison. I don't know. Mm, he is... You know, Bison's a dick. He's got some cool tough moves. To play as he's an awful character to play against. Because yeah, if you get about... you get stuck with that stupid little shuffle <laughs> sweep thing he does, mm. and you can just spam that the whole time, and that's infuriating. And John, what about you? I already said T Hawk. Oh, you need to ask right. David. <laughs> David, who's your least favorite Street Fighter character? You know, I know he's like a fan favorite, but for some reason. Blanca just never clicked with me. Like, I just never really liked Blanca that much. Damn, dude. Now that's a hot take. 
Yeah. Really Hot take. Blanca was that dude back in the day. You, you boot up Street Fighter, it's like, all right, you know, you got your couple of martial arts guys, you got your military looking dude, you got your girl, got the your fat big one. Russian, you know, exactly. You got the sumo wrestler. Who's this green and orange fella? Okay, well, I'll give him a try. Oh my God, he throws himself like a cannonball and, you know, turns himself electric. Yeah, best character. Nonsense. It's hot, hot nonsense. And, you know, they could never figure out how to keep him as a relevant character in the series, but he's just fucking great. I I love the fact that Street Fighter does embrace its wackiness. Like, mm -hmm. it's not a serious game by any means, but there was just something about, like, here's a martial artist, here's a sumo, here's, you know, a Chinese kung fu woman, a big wrestler, and then here's, like, a, a feral animal man that shoots electricity. Like, that was a step too far. Like, I guess so, the yeah. Russian guy who can pile drive you from 10 feet in the air, okay, that's cartoony, but it's sure. at least, like, human. Right. I love they barely ever even attempted to explain Blanca. It's just like, oh, yeah, you beat the game with him and his mother comes back. And yeah, hey, all right, cool. He's got a mom. That's that's his story. And now he's just hanging around the game. He's got a rivalry with uh, El Fuerte, the Mexican wrestler character. Like, Blanca really doesn't have a place in this series at all. I can't just, remember. Uh, Was his mom also that guy. green? She no. no, she's just a little Brazilian lady. Oh. <laughs> he he yeah. was his actual story is he was like abandoned in the Amazon jungle and had to survive and by eating plants gained the chlorophyll and turned green oh. and by eating electric eels could generate electricity. Oh, uh, okay. See, I thought he was a soldier that was captured by M. Bison and then <laughs> pumped full of uh, like you know HGH and like ecto cooler and made to watch <laughs> violent footage. <laughs> Um, Dalsim did it to him, and then uh, by the time you know, uh, by the time M. Bison realized that Dalsim had actually made him watch the "I Have a Dream" speech, it was too late. So he was like half monster, half man, and then Jean Claude Van Damme was gonna kill him. Uh, but instead of doing that, he just kind of let him go, uh, and that was Blanca's story. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as the game. Right, exactly. Worthwhile inclusion in that movie is what I'm trying to tell you. Like they, you know, they had to figure out a way to get Blanca in the movie, and the answer was strap a guy to a TV and make him watch, you know, horrible violent footage while you pump him full of, you know, uh, super steroids. And then at some point, Dalzim's going to think of, you know, something better and make him watch the "I Have a Dream" speech. And Man. then John Claude Van Damme's still going to try and kill him for being an abomination. I like to see a version of Clockwork Orange called a Clockwork Green, where they do the same thing and he turns into Blanca. <laughs> Oh my god, Johnny. <laughs> you you might have just cracked something real good there. <laughs> Sounds good. Can we get Malcolm McDowell as Blanca? I, but I thought it was orange like the fruit. A clockwork wine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if that's the you know problem that we're having connecting a clockwork orange to Street Fighter, I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Well, I um, mean, Street Fighter 2 has a lot of the old ultra-violence. That's true. A lot of it, man. Blanca's responsible for a lot of it. He had the best moves, man. That's the other thing about Blanca, too. He had, like, that sick layout double drop kick. Uh, his throws, instead of throwing you, he would just bite you. Um, I love that so much. 
he had the fucking like he had the double-handed like scoop uh, attacks and shit. Like you know he uh, long had some good moves, man. And then if anybody got too cute, you just you know turn yourself electric for a while until they throw a fireball at you. Like you could see their skeleton. Yes, exactly. He's so the only cool character that then. was allowing you to see other people's skeletons in the game. It's a very important character. Hmm. Maybe own. the most important character. Arguably the you know the lead character of the series and the most yeah. important in the canon. It's always the first question I asked anytime I popped a quarter into a new arcade cabinet. How many skeletons do I get to see in this game? Exactly. And what do I do to you know to see the skeletons? I would like to see the skeletons. <laughs> That's how you make Street Fighter Dark Souls. Oh, you add more skeletons. We did so it. it's it's Blanca. That's the, he's the key to the whole thing. We did it. It's, it's always been him. It's you know Blanca. Guys, the real I Dark Soul was Blanca the whole time. Yeah, his, his, he had a dark, dark soul because he was made to watch all that horrifying footage, and Dalsim felt bad about it, so he changed it over to the I Have a Dream speech and kids running in fields, and that's what made him, you know, less of a dark soul. More of a, more of kind of a mixed bag. Uh, but still an abomination that, again, Guile was going to shoot in the head upon first seeing it. Um, as that, that Street Fighter movie was grim. <laughs> grim movie. <laughs> I'm going to help you, Jimmy. I'm going to help you. Help him like Arn Anderson. Yeah. Lightning round! Well, guys, we've got three and three, so I've come up with a very, very quick lightning round. Okay. Um, I have a list of all playable characters from all Street Fighter series, um, and I'm going to just... You know, pick some characters and ask you guys how many series were they playable in. Oh. Um, and it's going to be a... Series as in what? As in, like, were they playable in one? Were they playable in any two? Were they playable in any alpha game, any three game? So okay. say... So say... We'll, sco we'll go with Ken and Ryu. Uh, they both are. So going from, you know, one, two, alpha, three, four, five... Ken is six, Ryu is six. They're in all of them. <laughs> you know. Okay, I was going to say, can you tell us how many Street Fighter series this is out of? Like... Yes. Out of six. Okay, cool. Johnny, this is your fast lightning round. I like yeah. I like how insane this is. Yeah, I, well, I'm just going to go, uh, uh, what's, what's it called? Sun Death Match. Uh, first person that gets it wrong is out. Um, and, uh, well, you know, it's, it's going to be a modified Sun Death, I guess. Like, if you both get it wrong, you keep going. But the second one guy gets it right and the other gets it wrong, then we end it. All right. All right. Sounds good. So we'll start with uh, John. How many series is Akuma playable in? Playable. Yes. Five. Correct. Jesse, how many series is Dalson playable in? Five. That is incorrect. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space! Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Do I got not get to be in the lightning round? I no, David. You didn't score three points. Yeah, I see is with two. Ah. Yeah. Sorry, pal. You didn't get Johnny's game right. Nor did you get Jesse's game right. Yeah. So... so yeah, John's the winner. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Me. Uh, so, Johnny, what Dalsim's playable in what? Three, four series? Uh, Dalsim is playable in four. 
Yeah, he okay. is not playable in one, two, and he three, is not alpha. playable in three. That's right, two, alpha, three, and four. Yes, that's what I would have said. No, two, yeah. alpha, four, and five. Yes, two, alpha, four, five. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, I know these things, especially about Dalsim. Definitely. Um, man, yeah, wow, what a what a lightning round. What a sudden ending to this episode. Uh, fantastic, Johnny. I, I you know, actually, uh, you know, now that we're through it, I kind of like it. Um, but what it means, unfortunately, is that I have to pick a thing for the next episode, and I really wasn't anticipating that happening. So, uh, guys, you gotta you gotta help me out here. Um, nope, you won. <laughs> okay, well, don't you know, get I'm him, champ. No Just, hey, I got this, man. I got yeah, I got good I shit. Good. Yeah, come on. Yeah, cowboy shit. shit. Yeah, I got cowboy shit, baby. Yeah, and the theme is not going to be cowboy games, even though it could be because we. We've used up a lot of the ones that I would know of to talk about. There's, uh, you know, actually, yeah, they all pick a... Call of Juarez. Right. I was going to say, like, yeah, how many games left that maybe just feature a cowboy? Like, doesn't even necessarily have to be like a Western game. It's just games with cowboys in them. Yeah. I, I think like we're doing it, it guys. Al- alternatively, yeah. games without cowboys. <laughs> Hey now, you know, now, Johnny. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, that is the much better theme. It's uh, it's a lot like a free play, but uh, I'm picking all Juarez. Guaranteed no cowboys. I you know I like that idea, but no, I think I, I think the cowboy idea is the way to go. Cowboy shit's the theme for next week's episode. Uh, you know, take that however you will. So you know, bring a bring a cowboy shit, fellas. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. So even then, even then, really, if it's not like uh, you know actual cowboy type shit, you know, if a guy's got spurs on, it counts. Riding you know, a horse, you, exactly. Cowboy shit counts. Mm-hmm. You fucking, you show me some cowboy shit. It's valid for next week's episode. So yeah, cowboy shit. Let's Eat, do it. Eating beans out of the can. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy Think about those beans. Yeah. And then you know, take it. And after you eat the beans, you take a cowboy shit. Oh yeah. Right on the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh. perfect. Um, fantastic. Excellent theme. Thank you, me. In your face, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now it's getting personal. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. What a show it's been. What a night. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. We're available on, uh, on Tuesday mornings at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. We super appreciate you guys listening. Thanks to everybody checking out Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. we got awesome stuff going on over there at Patreon. We've got covered up. we got mixtapes. We've got Game That Tune gems. We do our movie nights from time to time. We need to get one of those going real soon. I feel like yes. the holidays are rolling around. It's time. People are going to be wanting to hang out and watch some movies with us. <coughs> that's that's really going to be the you know, the order for the holidays. So uh, you know, head over there to Patreon.com slash Game That Tune and support all the fun stuff that we've got going on. Special thanks to our absurd fans on Patreon. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Here 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, and our newest absurd fan patron, Akadar. Fantastic group of people supporting us on patreon.com slash game that tune. Tell your friends, tell them to go over there and throw us some money, and we'll, uh, we'll shout them out just like that every episode. We love you guys. Uh, thank you for our request. Johnny, you took the request. Who made that request? Taylor Y. Taylor Y, Patreon absurd fan. That's what I'm talking about, man. You know, uh, 
fantastic requests. Uh, you can make your requests in our Discord server, or you can hit us up, GameThatTune at gmail.com, or you can uh, hit us up uh, on Twitter at GameThatTune, uh, or find us individually there. Uh, I am there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... JP Regan He almost said my Twitter handle again. Oh, you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming on Twitter at... JGangsta187. Oh, no! <laughs> Another trade? Oh, God. So now, what? David, you take Johnny's Twitter handle, and I got, what, yours? Uh, okay. Fleming. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, man, David, I'm going to fill your feed with <laughs> ooh, so, much, so many things. Your, uh, your Twitter feed is going to be great under my uh, under my purview. Um, but we're going home with my bonus tunes. Uh, you know, I was uh, thinking uh, thinking on early console launch games. My bonus tunes have nothing to do with the theme or fucking uh, like the game that I picked tonight. Yeah, you know, I was looking at. I've been thinking about GTT gems, going back to the early days of consoles. You know, fucking GameCube, Xbox, turning twenty, PlayStation two. Uh, in its second year as of 20 years ago. Just uh, fantastic systems that I was playing the hell out of. So I chose one of my favorite games for the PlayStation 2, a launch title from the PlayStation 2, Tekken Tag Tournament. This is Zhao Yu's theme. It's a remix. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's pretty fucking great. And we love you guys. Peace out, everybody.
Dark Souls 3 is copyright 2016 from software. The Simpsons Road Rage is copyright 2001 Radical Entertainment and Electronic Arts. Wild Arms 3 is copyright 2002 Media Vision and Sony Computer Entertainment America. Witch and Liz is copyright 2021 M. Hewson. Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior is copyright 1991 Capcom Company Limited. I, I want to wait until Jesse gets back and like finishes his thing, but there's definitely something that I want to backpedal a bit and bring up because... I was very confused by one of your points, John. What? I just asked a simple question. Well, it was just the, like, what's more important, hard work ethic or stick to itiveness? Like, aren't those the same thing? Like, if you're presented with something difficult, you either, you, you work hard at it and you stick to it to, like, achieve your goal. Like, it's, it's the same thing. Right, like, yeah. It's, it's a really have, dumb question, David. It's like, how do you have tenacity when you're lazy? Like, what? Uh-huh. But it seemed to apply to Dark Souls. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you work hard at it, or do you just keep trying it? What's more important, really, at the end of the day? Uh, how quickly you can run, apparently. Oh, yeah. Run speed probably really helps in that game. All right. And he's back. That was wild. That was crazy. Wow, well, right, crazy so kids. <laughs> <laughs>